the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that I hope is being a blessing to all of you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. Saints of God, our God desires to have an intimate relationship with all of His children. That's one of the reasons why He sent Jesus to Calvary's tree, to make that opportunity available to you and me. But unfortunately, although that opportunity is there, most Christians don't have and enjoy the intimacy with God that He wants to have with us. And as quiet as it gets, don't know how to do so even if they want to. The good news is that there are pathways that the Bible teaches us that we can take to increase our intimacy with God. Each and every one of us needs to know what those pathways are so that we can have and enjoy the increased intimacy with God that He desires with you and me so that we can experience the life that He wants to live by you and me. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Matthew chapter 3. We're going to continue in the teaching that we started just a little while back. And that is pathways to intimacy with God. Pathways to intimacy with God. Well, God is inviting you to enter into intimacy with him. That you might get closer to him. That you might know him a little bit more than you do so that you can get closer and benefit by the things that come with that intimacy that God is inviting you to. We're going to read a foundational text, and we'll move on into today's information, which I'm telling y'all is going to bless you real good. Matthew chapter 3, verse 13 says, Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. And John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me? And Jesus answered and said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water. And lo, the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Of course, we know that this is an account of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, as well as our elder brother. At least those of us who have received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Those of us who have been benefited by what it is that Jesus did for us when he went to the cross for us as the substitutionary propitiation for us. That we might then be able to become the righteousness of God in him. And those of us who are the righteousness of God in him, we then have entered into the same thing as him. We are now sons of God, just like he is a son of God. Well, we found out that that word son in the Greek is the word huio. Praise God, it's the word huio, which we know that just means that it's a son. But it doesn't state what kind of son. Because that word huyo can mean that you're a close son or a remote son. 
And, of course, we found out that, that Jesus Christ was a close son. He was a dear son. That's why he called him my beloved son. That word beloved means dear, which means he was dear to him. Why was he dear to him? One of the reasons why is because he was near to him. We found out one of the pathways of intimacy is the one we're working on right now, and that is prayer, a pathway to intimacy with God. Because one of the things that God is inviting us to do is do the same thing Jesus did so that we can be able to have the same benefits in it in Jesus' name. Jesus was a prayer, praise God, so we're prayers. Jesus was a person who prayed consistently. We're a person that could pray consistently. We found out Jesus was a person that prayed every day, so we're people that pray every day. We found out Jesus was a person that would pray in the morning, so we don't be moaning, but we go ahead and pray in the morning. Praise God. We found out he would pray in the afternoon, so we pray in the afternoon rather than just sitting up wasting time watching cartoons. We found out that Jesus was one that prayed at night, so we're a person that prays at night too. Praise God. We pray non-ceasingly like it is that Paul invited us to do because he told us to pray without ceasing, and that's what we do. We pray and we pray and we pray, and it opens the door for God to do what it is he wants to do. Not because we get him to do it, because we do it. He already wants to do it. He desires to do it. He's already made plans to do it. We're just aligning with him, doing what it is he wants us to do, so that it can leave a door of access to him to do everything in our lives that he desires to. God is inviting us to draw closer to him in prayer. James chapter 4, please, last of the foundational text before we move on into today's information. James chapter 4. Here's the invitation that he's been extending to me and you, starting with verse 7. Here's what the word of God reads to you. It says, submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he shall flee from you. That's what God has been teaching us to do for years, and that is to be able to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt us in due time, that we might be able to resist the devil steadfastly in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. But we, of course, who are close sons, we know that the God of all grace, who have called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, that after we've suffered a while, he's going to make us perfect, establish, strengthen, settle us. Why? So that he can be glorified and we can walk in the dominion that God intends us to do. That's how we can be able to resist the devil, steadfast in the faith like he's got us to do. And the Bible tells us here what he's going to do, that when we resist the devil, he's going to flee from me and you. But that opens up a wonderful opportunity for me and you, and it's found in the next verse. And that is that we can draw nigh to God. And he will draw nigh to you. We found out that word nigh means near, which means God wants us to draw near to him. Praise God. To be able to spend more time with him, to get closer to him, so that we can be able to get closer to God and become more familiar with him. Get in a warmer relationship with him. Let the affections that he has for us to be able to bask us, bask in it, so that then we can turn around and have affections for him too. And because we've entered this pathway of intimacy and drawn closer to him like he wants us to. He wanted us to approach him, praise God, to be at hand with him, to come to him and to come near to him. And that's what we've been doing because we found out that there is a generation that is prophesied about in Scripture that's going to draw nigh to God. That's going to be able to do what it is that God wants us to do. Well, we found out we are that generation, praise God, that was prophesied about, the ones that's going to get closer to God and walk in the fullness of all that God has said to me and you. Well, we found out, praise God, that there's awesome things that comes as a result of you drawing out of God and being able to enter into prayer with God. We found out drawing near to God puts us in position to be sustained, comforted, and provided for by him. It puts us in position to be sustained, comforted, and provided for by him. The word sustained, we found out, means to support, to hold, or to bear up from below. Whereas God will make sure you don't fall, but he'll hold you up. He told us he would uphold us with the right hand of his righteousness, and he will hold us up, praise God, like he told us he would do. We found out that he will also comfort me and you. 
Comfort means to soothe, to console, and to reassure us, to bring cheer to us so that we can be happy every day of our life and be able to enjoy everything that goes on in our lives. Praise God that even if some mess come into our life, we can enjoy that too. Not the mess, but the fact that God's going to get us through. Praise God. And we find out he'll provide for me and you to supply or equip me and you to supply and, and, and support us. Praise God and, and, and be able to come through for us. But, and why is that? Because God is a God who answers prayer. We found out God is a God who answers prayer. Let's look deeper into that today. God both hears and answers our prayer. Turn over to Isaiah chapter 30, please. Those of us who take the time to become intimate with him like he desires us to. Isaiah chapter 30. Come on, get ready to hear what God's going to say to you. He answers your prayer. It's one of the things he wants you to take away from here today. Locked in. Hear what he has to say. God answers your prayer. God answers your prayer. Set your expectation for answers to your prayer. Turn your faith on for answers to prayer. You're a close son, intimate son. God hears you and God answers you. Isaiah chapter 30, we'll read verse 19. It says, for the people shall dwell in Zion at Jerusalem, the place of peace. Thou shalt weep no more. He will be very gracious unto thee at the voice of thy cry. Listen to it. At the voice of thy cry. At the voice of thy cry. Which means your cry going to have something to do with you to be able to benefit from the graciousness that he's extending to you. The graciousness that he's extending to you. Remember, grace opens the door for God to be able to do for you what you don't deserve. But faith allows you to walk through that door so that you can step into so much more. And your actions are going to determine whether or not it happens for you. That's why he says he's gracious at your voice. If you say nothing, you get nothing. Because the Bible says in the book of James, he said you have not because you ask not. What testament is that in? Okay, thank you. He's saying in the new, you have not because you ask not. We're going to read right here. Verse 19. For the people shall dwell in Zion at Jerusalem. Thou shalt weep no more. He will be very gracious unto thee at the voice of thy cry. When he shall hear it, he will answer thee. When he hears it, he's going to answer thee. When he hears you, he's going to answer you. He's inviting you. Talk to me. I'll hear you and I'll answer you. That's good news. Because the Lord will not delay in answering our prayers. The Lord will not hesitate to answer our prayers. God will not procrastinate when it comes time to answer our prayers. You call upon him, he will answer you. Turn to Luke chapter 18. Jesus, when you hear it, walk the face of the earth, taught his disciples about how God's going to come through for them. When the believer asks him and speaks to him and talks to him. And calls upon him. It was recorded by Luke. The physician. Praise God. Who made sure he included good, good detail in the midst of this. So that we can be able to have good details about what God will do. That God will answer our prayers without delay. He said let me explain it to you. Starting with verse 1. 
He spake a parable unto them to this end. I remember a parable is a, is, is a story that he tells that is jam-packed with revelation and understanding for the one that wants it. And for the one that don't want it, they'll, 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 they'll just be like, that's a nice story. But to the one that wants it, he'll holler at them. He'll talk to them. He'll share some stuff with them. Praise God. Let's look at what he wanted to share with them. He says, to this end, that men ought always to pray and not faint. Don't weaken. Don't lose your strength. Pray. Saying, there was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. That there was a judge that feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city. And she came unto him, that judge that feared not God and regarded not man, saying, avenge me of mine adversary. And he would not for a while. He would not for a while. This unjust judge who feared not God nor regarded man. He, he would not for a while. But afterwards, he said within himself, though I fear not God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. That she get on my last nerve. That she keep bugging me. Bothering me. Inconveniencing me. And the Lord said. Hear what the unjust judge said. And shall not God avenge his own elect? Which cry day and night unto him? Though he bear long with them? Stop there for a second. Now, Jesus uses an unjust judge to contrast how God will answer his own. To contrast how God our Father responds to our requests made by him. To contrast, notice my terminology, to contrast, not to compare, but to contrast. Because a lot of people who don't get the revelation of this parable compare how God will do it. And then they say, you just keep on coming to God, honey. You just keep coming, keep coming, keep coming, keep coming until you get on his nerves like that unjust judge. And then eventually God will do something for you. No, see, baby, he was contrasting, not comparing what it is that it was being done here. That's why he said, and shall not God avenge his own elect? He's saying it in contrast. See, Jesus uses this unjust judge to contrast how God our Father responds to our requests made by him. Jesus contrasts them, not compares them. See, because unjust judge feared not God. Well, our Father is God. The unjust judge regarded not man. But our Father not only regards us, but he loves us. The unjust judge Considered the woman's prayers as troubling him. But we already learned God loves our prayers. He gets excited about our prayer. Our father doesn't consider our prayers troubling him. But it's his will and his pleasure that we pray to him. So, so far, ain't nothing the same about them. Other than the fact that somebody's asking them something. But it's no trouble to him at all. Jesus' point was... That if an unjust judge 
who neither feared God nor regarded man would grant a widow's request, how much more will God our Father respond, respond to our request made to him by granting it to us? How much more so will God do it to that? Plus that she was a widow. She wasn't connected to him no kind of way. But we're connected to God. We're his children. So if homie would do it for a stranger, how much more so would God do it for his children? If he did it for them, eventually, ain't nothing still matching. It's not that God's going to do it for you eventually. But God stated how he'll do it. I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Oh, I feel a suddenly coming on. I tell you, Jesus said, that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. If I can phrase it this way, can I paraphrase real quick just because y'all was like shouting and dancing all that kind of stuff and blessing folk. So, you know, you know, he ate up some of my time, praise God. So, let me put it this way then. He said, the question ain't whether God's going to answer. It's will he find faith when he gets there. The question ain't whether God's going to come through. It's whether you can have the faith that allows him to do for you what he want to do. That's the question. It ain't about whether God's going to come through and do it. Good to see you, sis. It ain't going to be about whether God come through and do it. What it's going to be is will you give him the ability to, excuse me, Lord, I apologize for the word ability. But will you give him the access to do it? Because faith provides him the access to do it. Faith provides him the access to do it. Remember, remember, remember when the guy brought to him his son that was uh, 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 troubled with demons? And remember, remember when the man came to Jesus and said unto him, if thou can do anything without heal my son? And Jesus looked at him. He says, it ain't whether I can do it. It's canst thou believe. Because your belief is going to determine what's going to happen to you. Because I'm already here. I'm already prepared to do. I'm already healing everybody that believe. So this, ain't, this one ain't no different. The question is, do you believe? That's what the question is. See, the unjust judge had to be asked again and again and again before he finally granted the widow her request. Contrast to our father. Because God, our father, doesn't have to be asked again and again and again by us in order to grant us our, our request to us. He'll do it speedily. That word speedily means in a brief time period. That is in haste. In a brief time period. That is in haste. God will hasten to perform it. God will come quickly to perform it. Oh, yes, he is. Turn to second Peter chapter three, please. The only question is, is will he find faith? Second Peter chapter three. Hallelujah to the living God. See, God needs us to understand who who we talking to. When we bring the request to him from, from me and you. Who are you talking to? You ain't talking to an unjust judge that don't want to do it anyway, but going to eventually do it because you get on his nerve and keep coming back to him again and again and again every day. 
That ain't, that ain't who you talking to. You talking to God. You talking to God. You better recognize. Second Peter chapter three, verse nine. It says the Lord is not slack concerning his promises. Because that's what we bring it back to God. And that's what we're talking to God about is his promises. Because when we pray, we bring back to God what he promised us, what he told us, what he already said to us. And so since it's what he already said to us, we ain't trying to get him to do it. He already said he'll do it. The question is, is will we be in faith and let him do it? He said, the Lord is not slack concerning his promises. As some man counts slackness. God ain't slack. That word slack right there means to delay. God's not delaying concerning his promises. God's not tarrying concerning his promises. That's what that word slack means. God's not delaying concerning his power. I'm just waiting on God. No, you ain't. Hundredfold back into your life. No, you ain't. Excuse my English. No, you ain't waiting on God. I just been waiting on God. God said, no, no, I'm waiting on you. Because I'm not slack concerning my promises. As some men count slackness. That word slackness means tardiness. God ain't tardy. God don't show up late. God don't get there eventually like some of us do. You know, the church, the work, and stuff like that. You know how we do? God don't get there eventually. God's waiting on us. Before we got here, God was already there. Before you asked him, God already knew what you needed. Are you listening to me? God's not waiting on us, as some men count tardiness. But he's long-suffering to usward. To usward. See, reason's the problem. Heason ain't the problem. Weason the problem. Y'all don't like this. Turn over to Isaiah chapter 65. God wishes that none should perish. He wants everybody to come to repentance. What? Change your mind. That's what the word repentance means, to change your mind. What's your mind about God's answering your prayer? Because if you think God's tardy, you're talking to the wrong God. And God needs you to repent and change your mind. If you think God's slack concerning what he promised you, he needs you to change your mind. He needs you to get a new mindset, an accurate mindset of who he is, because he's going to come through for you based upon what operates in your mind. Come on, VBBS. Which one of y'all? Trey? Yeah, come on, Trey. God is in the spirit controls a world we live in a world where we want a change to occur the body is in this world it's the natural it's got its feet on this side the spirit world is where your blessings already are because they're already yay and amen in him but there's a bridge that comes over from one place to the next it's called your soul your soul is your mind your will and your emotions the way you think about things, how respond to things, what you, how, how, how you figure things and stuff like that. And the soul is the bridge that takes you from the spiritual to the natural. Now, God wants to get the blessing that he has to you from the spiritual world into the natural world. But your soul is the bridge that has got to go over. And the problem is, is that God's got a truckload of blessings that you only got stepladder faithful.
That's why I say repent. I need you to change your mind. I need you to change your thinking. Because I don't need you to expand this thing so I can bring this thing across to you. Because you thinking I'm late. And be according to you. And be it to you according to your faith. But if you believe that God will come through speedily, then God will come through speedily. Look at your neighbor and say, I don't think you're hearing him. I really don't think you're hearing him. I really don't think you're hearing him. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope that you're learning that God really does desire for you and me to have a closer, more intimate relationship with him than has already been experienced by you and me. I hope that you're seeing that what God has opened is a door of opportunity that should be walked through by you and me. A door of opportunity that we'll be so glad we walk through when we do into a closer, more intimate relationship with God like he wants us to do. Now, I don't know about you, but I plan to increase my intimacy with God. I hope that you do the same thing too. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. Have you heard? Are You Ready for the Word? is on YouTube, too. There's all kinds of messages there for you to hear and see on demand that'll flat-out bless you. And when you get the chance, check out our website, it's at WOFSA.com. That's the first letters of Word of Faith San Antonio. That's WOFSA.com. You'll be blessed there too, I guarantee you. Don't forget to tune into our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Now stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.